It's the Muppets Minute Show with host Nick and Annie. Yay! It's time to talk about the Muppets movies minute by minute. Today we're talking about the Muppets Take Manhattan, minute one. Minute one starts with a white horse running at the camera and magically sprouting wings and ends with a New York Highway toll plaza. Super exciting. Oh, gosh. All, all of these opening credit sequences have a little bit of a theme. I mean, we can get to that after we talk about this, the thrilling logo, right, Nick? <laughs> the thrilling logo, <laughs> the the TriStar logo. Uh, yeah, that's the uh, the, the TriStar Pictures, uh, what is it, Pegasus? galloping towards the screen like it's really cheesy because like it doesn't have wings and all of a sudden like these digital 1984 cgi wings start sprouting out of it and it's i love how you call it cgi when it's actually like real animation oh yeah i guess it right yeah (laughs) there was no such thing as cgi hand-drawn wings yeah (laughs) (laughs) you know what i saw a post i have to say this i saw a post the other day on tumblr or twitter or something that was a legitimate question it was somebody asking i don't know if you watch the show stranger things but there's a scene there's a scene where one of the characters goes into a dark room Uh and there was some millennial i'm going to say the word millennial even though i don't know if that's the appropriate uh, generation genuinely confused about what he was doing no like he took the picture in and he put it in water or something, and I guess it made the picture clearer. And I mean, I people were retweeting this like, "R.I.P. Me. I feel old. This is officially obsolete." Uh, <laughs> what if you had I millennials didn't... dunking their their iPhone in the in oh, the water, God. saying, oh, "What does this do?" No. But it was one of those moments, where, like you just had, where it, I feel like these things are just kind of going to start slowly dissolving from our brains, like yeah. the idea of a hand drawn cell on a film print is, is, is how do you explain that to someone? These are things I cannot explain to my children. They won't know what I'm talking about. It's just (laughs) kind of. Don't you do it for a living? I don't, we don't use cells anymore. I guess. No. Okay. No, no, it's, it's a, anything having to do with film and that, and photography is just, it's no more, you know, like it's sad. It's a kind of a sad thing, but yeah, if I look at this logo, it's just kind of like, Reminds me of kind of a time gone by. You know? I don't know if it's sad. These weird blobs that, that didn't look like the rest of the horse were sprouting out of the side of the horse. It's charming. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> so that's the TriStar Pictures logo. Uh, more on that in just a second. But we're here, of course, because we have the Muppets Take Manhattan. Uh, Muppets Take Manhattan was released on July 13th, 1984. What were you doing in 1984? Oh, well, that would be dating myself, Nick. <laughs> um, you you don't ask a woman that. No, of course uh, not. Let's I, just I say I was very young. I, I, I was playing with my Ewoks in their little Ewok village and probably about that time. That sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, 1984, I can't believe it. Like, it, it's... It, for some reason, like, I, I guess I, I only knew this because of doing this these podcasts but like if you were to ask me before i started these podcasts what year muppet steak manhattan i would have thought it was four or five years later than that me too me too because i was thinking late 80s and i was wrong yeah yeah uh this one has a running time of 94 minutes so you'll be here for 94 podcast episodes with us so buckle in 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so we got the so it opens with the TriStar Pictures logo. Um, this is the first film not produced by ITC Entertainment. Um, if you remember in the past two uh, two shows, um, two movie podcast series, we talked a lot about ITC. They were the ones that um, you know produced the Muppet Show and produced the uh, the Muppets films. They were going through some uh, financial difficulties at the time, which we also did outline back on the Muppets, uh, the, the Muppet movie podcast. So go back and listen to the first few minutes of that, um, the history of ITC. So they were going through some issues. So TriStar Pictures got this one. Now, here's what that means and meant for the future and present of this, this, um, uh, this movie. Unlike the previous films, the distribution rights to uh, Muppets Take Manhattan reverted to the Jim Henson Company in 1998, but did not revert to the Walt Disney Company in 2004. Weird little contractual thing here. Hmm. So this is one of three Muppet films, along with Muppets from Space and uh, the direct-to-video Kermit's Swamp Years, whose home distribution rights are controlled by Sony and not Walt Disney Studios. To this day. To this day. Wow. Okay. So uh, yeah, no, no rights for for Disney on this one. Um, hmm. That's kind of that's it. I didn't know weird. that. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Muppets Take Manhattan was uh, so we got the the theatrical release in '84. It was released on VHS and uh, I don't know if you remember these CED video disc format in 1985. Mm-hmm. Those wonderful video discs. <laughs> Uh, and then reissued in 1991, and then again in 1999. So there were um, three different VHS releases of this one. Uh, then we had a DVD release in 2001, and then finally a Blu-ray edition in 2011, which I believe you own the Blu-rays you were telling me earlier. I do, yeah. Yeah. I think I, I only own this one uh, digitally. I don't think I own, I don't own the Blu-ray of this one. Or yeah. a DVD. I don't even know if I have a DVD of this one, honestly. Hmm. I, yeah. I, I, interesting. I don't know. Sure. I, I think mine has both, but it's a newer version. So I think I went from VHS right to digital. Skip the steps wow. in between. Wow. So, um, so that's a little of the background of uh, of the release of this of this film and uh, the whole TriStar uh, thing going on there. Uh, so we open up the first real shot we get with uh, with Muppets Take Manhattan comes about 20 seconds in um, when we're looking at the flyover of Manhattan. Yeah, this is great. Um, again, this is a this is kind of a nice callback to I mean, all of all of the movies so far. I mean, with Muppet movie, we have this sort of flyover into mm-hmm. the swamp. And then um, in Muppet Caper, we have the with the balloon. Yeah. Um, so we're kind of, you know, it's continuing the same theme, but I like this one. I mean, we'll find out into the next minute, kind of, we're headed, we're starting with like, bam, New York city. Like this is the goal. Mm -hmm. This is where they want to be. And then we're kind of traveling back to like reality. That's like how they're kind of handling this, which is cool. The, the interesting vibe I get from this one is a little different than the, than the other two. Um, in that. It's it's a little bit more gritty and real right off the right off the front. Now, you know, right. with, with Muppet movie, we get the rainbow and we get the swamp. It's a little more fanciful. Um, with the um, Great Muppet Caper, we're getting the you know the hot air balloons, and right off the bat, we get uh, you know 
animal eating the uh, the logo, right? So yeah. in the last one, so we start off with a very these are Muppets making a movie, and, mm-hmm. and then this one it's just very it's it's very like gritty nineteen eighties. Uh, I don't know if like if you feel this too, but I feel a lot of eighties action movies always started with these helicopter shots over a big city, whether it be like L.A. or New York, right? Or or like well, uh, like a bomb threat is about to happen yeah. or something, something dire. Yeah. yeah, I get no, I get what you mean. Or I, it could just be the the technology, honestly, because I mean, I bet if they had inserted shots that looked a little cleaner and looked a little nicer, like New York is a sexy city. Like they, have, right. you can definitely make the city look better yeah. than the shots do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I don't know how much of that is intentional. I mean, I, I, first of all, right off the bat, have to say how much I love New York. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorite places. And I think that the, the way that they're kind of doing this, the, the, the flyover in this movie, it's really sort of um, apropos to how I feel about New York. Like, it does feel gritty and it does feel real. Yeah. Like, I feel like a lot of the time they show, they'll do a movie and it'll be very stylized, like the way the buildings are shot. And like, for somebody who that's their dream, which I don't know, maybe that would have been appropriate. That's how you imagine New York. But then when you actually go, you're like, nope, this feels about right. Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of it's it's true. It's true to how the city feels when you're there. Yeah. So, and you the, know. the other thing I think this sets up and and obviously it's taken, you know, they started with the Muppet movie, but putting the Muppets in a real location. And, and this all this, you know, this starts off by showing us this is a real movie with Muppets in it. Yeah. You yep. know, and, and that's that's the kind of feeling they're going for. Uh, so the the first couple titles we get, obviously, Jim Henson presents. Needs uh, no introduction. Needs really. no introduction. And a Frank Oz film. So yeah. this is uh, this would be um, I think we have a little bit more about it tomorrow because we have uh, uh, his director's credit. But basically, this this movie was completely handed over to Frank Oz to to take the helm of, whereas the last film was split duties between Henson and, and Frank. And we'll see if we, what we notice about that, what that might mean. I, I, Jim definitely took a little bit more of a backseat in this film overall, uh, mm-hmm. creatively, a little bit less hands-on. He was, it was, it's really no, when you really, when you get a chance to look back at it in hindsight, it, it it makes sense that this was his last real, you know, hands-on to a um, uh, feature film. And for Jim, you for mean? For Jim, yeah. Yeah. Because really, yeah. He, after this film, I mean, this this was it. And he moved on to other a lot of other things, other things he had brewing and other TV shows they wanted to do and things like that. Right. Um, and he moved on to a lot of that stuff. And so he was kind of already in that space when this movie came out. And I think maybe that's what I feel when I've, when I've watched this film, maybe a little less of Jim in it. And That's and, interesting because uh, I, I, I knew... I didn't think that he wasn't involved in this one or wasn't very involved in it. I knew this was like the last one he was involved in pretty right. much. Mm-hmm. But um, I didn't I didn't get that feeling. But again, I'll be curious to see that as we go through. I do like the, that idea because it feels kind of meta with the, the plot yeah. of this episode. Yeah. You know what I mean? Kind of mm-hmm. like Kermit, like later he's just kind of like, why are you always looking at me? I, I don't like I don't always have the answers. And right. like everyone kind of has to take take it on themselves. And it's it's kind of eerily... Uh, prophetic uh you know what i mean it's it's kind of it's it's strange it's that that is the way this movie played out and that frank is the one taking over at at the helm but you're right see curious 
see. See how you feel when you, when you're watching that, and if you feel like maybe it's a little less Jim than the other movies, because I never knew that consciously. But when I researched this film and then thought back to my my feelings about this film, I was like, oh, maybe that's why I'm a little less in touch with this one. Yeah, uh, not that he didn't care about this film, but you know, it was like Walt Disney after he built Disneyland, he was on to other things. Uh, right. You know, and, and that's he's always looking for the next thing. And I think that's where Jim was at this time. So a Frank Oz film and then that wonderful Muppets Take Manhattan logo, which I love. That's a great logo. I actually wrote down here specifically like this is a really nice logo. It it's is. good. It's yeah. a gorgeous font. It, mm-hmm. it really, really represents what's going on here. And uh, and, and then music and lyrics by uh, Jeff Moss who uh, we haven't seen that name yet on a feature mm-hmm. film here. Uh, so we do, we do have um, music scored by Ralph Burns, who we did see in, uh, in the previous film. Um, but Jeff Moss uh, comes in on this one uh, and gets, the, gets pretty high praise for the, um, uh, for, the, for the music and lyrics here. He actually gets a Grammy and Academy Award nomination. Uh, doesn't yeah, no, win anything, but... Well, and then now again, uh, curious as we go through, but like I, and I get, this could be because this movie spoke more to me as a child, but I actually prefer the songs in this one to The Great Muppet Caper. Oh, not, really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Not to the Muppet movie because nothing's going to beat those. But uh, but I, I like hmm. the songs in this movie a lot. I think they're really good. I think they're strong. I'll be interesting. Yeah. I'll be interested to see how I, how I feel coming out of this. It's... Um, interestingly, this is the, this is the first of the three first originally original Muppet films I think maybe the only one did I see that this was the yeah the only this is the only Muppet film soundtrack that has never been released on CD interesting yeah really weird right it is really weird you wouldn't think that would happen with a with a Muppet movie um so yeah I'll be interested to see what I think of the the score overall and the in the in the music overall with this one other than that, well, we just have uh, a couple other credits in there, but uh, basically now we have a shot of this this wonderful toll plaza. So we're it's definitely transitioning us yes, from the, to city the reality to yeah. now. Where are we going? We're going where out, are we obviously going? out of the city to to somewhere else. Yeah. Um, the only other thing I, I have on this uh, really uh, filmed on location in the summer of 1983. Uh, it's all in in New York. Um, they even used some sound stages in New York to do some inside shots and everything. Um, but uh, much different than the previous films, which were shot a lot in uh, uh, London. That's interesting. And the uh, other than the music, all we get here is Kermit humming along. You know, it's cute. I wanted to point this out because I watched this with my son the other day, who's three, and he loves Kermit. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, we don't watch these movies a lot. Like he's seen like the new Disney Channel one, like with the Muppet Babies. And I think I showed him one of the movies a while ago. Yeah. But he has like a crazy good memory. He definitely didn't get it from me. But he um, he recognized Kermit right away. Like he, I, I was like, who's that singing? And he's like, it's Kermit. Like he knew it was. And he's Aww. not even really saying yeah, he's not even t- really singing. He's just humming and he's doopy doopy doopy. And like right away, he's like, it's Kermit. And you don't you weren't seeing Kermit. You know, you aren't you don't. So for a three year old to recognize him just based on his humming, I just wanted to point that out, how iconic Kermit's voice is. Yeah. 
It was very That's sweet. Cool. I mean, yeah, it is. It is iconic, and I like that. It's a good. It sets a good tone. It, it, it that part really reminds me back to because you have this like we mentioned gritty real world here, but then it, we're kind of like, oh, but it's still a Muppet movie. I could hear Kermit. Is he yeah. you know, singing, doing his thing? So sweet. Yeah, I did want to mention. Sorry, I did have a little bit more on Jeff Moss as well um, because he did. He was a composer for Sesame Street. So yeah, I the, saw that. Yeah, so that's really what he did, um, mostly up until up until this. Rubber Ducky was one of his. Oh, nice! And well, that you was know, his big claim to fame. That's a classic. Uh, do you know when that came out? Rubber Ducky. Yeah. No. Nineteen seventy, and it wow. hit number sixteen on the Billboard Hot One Hundred chart. Oh my God! Really? Yes. <laughs> There Times were, have certainly changed. Right? Wasn't much, <laughs> much. You know, I could actually still see that happening, but like ironically, like, because yeah, isn't there yeah. that like Baby Shark thing song? Oh, wasn't God. that like a kid's song that got. It, it is a Baby Shark. It, or sorry, it is a kid's song. Right. Yeah. And now it's played well, in like I, clubs and stuff. Is it really? Oh, yeah. It That's blew horrifying. Up. Yeah. <laughs> it blew up, and now it's like a cult, like, I don't know if you would say cult well, classic. I remember. But it's a cult uh, I don't know if you watched James Corden, but I remember he got Celine Dion to sing it on his show. Oh, right. I saw a that. A few weeks ago. It was yeah. hilarious. Um, <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, that's going to take off now because nobody who doesn't have a two-year-old knows what that song is. Oh, okay. And I guess now everybody knows what that song is. It's really funny. No, I, I, I had no idea. And I was at a, uh, a run Disney event and like they warm you up beforehand because it's like 4 a.m. and you're standing out in, in the dark and they gotta you know so they have a dj there and mm. so we're standing there and that song comes on and i'm like and everybody's doing the dance with it and i'm like what the heck and then <laughs> I, I looked it up and yeah it's a kid's song and then i heard like yeah no it's played by djs everywhere now it's like a that's thing. really funny yeah so that was rubber ducky back in 1970 <laughs> baby shark is today's <laughs> rubber ducky right <laughs> yikes all right on that note do you have anything else for for this wonderful minute one nope well then, we'll wrap this up, but uh, we have a good 93 minutes left, don't you worry. Um, thanks for joining us on this edition of Muppets Minute. <laughs> 